Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another weekly episode. So thankful that you are here. Today, we are diving into a Q&A chat. It is a coach's Q&A chat. So I invited Coach Valerie on the podcast today, and we are answering some of your questions. We get lots of questions that come in regarding thyroid health and PMS and cravings. So those are some of the things that we're diving into today. We're talking about cravings and carb cravings and what's the difference between cravings and hunger? Are there strategies to support cravings? How can you heal adult acne? How can you support your body coming off of the pill? How can you support your thyroid? All kinds of things. So I really hope that you are going to enjoy the episode today, and you're going to be able to take a lot of the strategies that we share. We also talk about gas and bloating and digestion, and Valerie's got some amazing tips that you guys are going to love. So I know you're going to get a lot of value out of today. You can always submit your questions through the website, holisticwellness.ca, or you can always just message them to us via Instagram or in our Healthy Hormones for Women podcast Facebook community group. It's a free group. If you're not in there yet, just head on over to Facebook and just search it and come join us in that group there because we post lots of great recipes and content and we do live videos and all kinds of great stuff in there. So you can always head on over there and just ask us questions in there. And oftentimes we'll answer them in the group, but if there's lots of questions coming in that we just can't get to, we put them into a podcast episode so that everyone can really benefit and listen to them because I know whatever pressing question you have, you're not the only one. There is somebody else out there that is struggling with that same issue. And so being able to answer that and share it here on the podcast means we can help multiple women, which is really wonderful. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy today. Coach Valerie, she's been on a podcast. She was here a couple of weeks ago where we were diving into our morning and nighttime routines. You can always go back and check out that episode. And she coaches a lot of our one-on-one clients. So she is here doing a lot of the Dutch testing and working with hormonal health and digestion and weight loss. And she's just a fabulous coach. And she's super supportive in our community groups as well in our private community and also in the free Facebook group that you guys see as well, our free community group. So I'm sure you're familiar with her. And if not, well, you're going to learn a little bit about her today, which is really great. And we're excited to have her here on our team. And she's just a really awesome coach. So before we dive in, I want to share details about the Hempinol PM. I actually got some amazing feedback from some of you that ordered this product. And you know, I've been using it now just before bed. And it is a blend of hemp oil with some oregano and cinnamon. It tastes really, really strong. And it's got some hops in there and some chamomile. So it's really calming for the body, really great for sleep. And I had somebody reach out and send me this amazing direct message on Instagram the other day saying that they ordered the product and they literally had like the best sleep of their life and they can't remember the last time they had a really good deep sleep. So it's a really great product. I do want to be clear that it's not the solution to having you get amazing 
you know, deep quality sleep, it's going to be one of the tools that you use, right? So this is really important when it comes to supplementation. I use a lot of supplements as well and for, you know, for different symptoms and for different health issues and whatnot. And they are so fabulous because supplements can really help to swing that pendulum to the other side and really help to support your symptoms. But We also have to keep in mind our sleep and our lifestyle and our stress and our nutrition and all of these things, right? It all plays a role. So on top of that, having some of these supportive supplements can really, like I said, move the needle. And Hemp and All PM is something I am loving right now. So you can order it through the NorthAmericanHerbAndSpice.com website. It's a long URL. So just head on over there, NorthAmericanHerbAndSpice.com. You can use the coupon code holistic 15 at checkout and you can save 15% off any of their products and they do international shipping which is really really wonderful and then they also have their hempanol cf which is their daytime one and that one is just non-sedative so it doesn't have obviously you know the herbs in there that are meant for sleep it's going to be more daytime use and it's going to be really helpful for just calming which is going to be really great also for anxiety. So I've got both of them and they are both fantastic. And again, you can use the coupon code HOLISTIC15 for 15% off. And while you're at it, when you're on their website, I've been also using their Liva Latte and their Ashwa Milk, which is Ashwagandha. So these are some really great powders that I've been using in my elixirs. They're great for supporting the liver. Well, specifically the Liva Latte. It's got amazing herbs in there that are going to help support the liver. Keep in mind, your liver is what detoxes and metabolizes your hormones. So it's really important to support the liver. So I've been adding a scoop of the Liva Latte into like my daily elixirs. And then sometimes in the evening, having the Ashwa milk or, you know, also putting that into my elixirs, multiple ways you can use it, but also check out those products because they're really, really fabulous. And they've got some really great like drink mixes that I think you guys would love. So again, the coupon code is holistic15. That's one five. Save 15% off and head to NorthAmericanHerbAndSpice.com. And I'd love to hear from you guys over on Instagram. If you're using any of their products, let me know how you like them. And uh, can't wait to hear from you. All right. So let's dive into our episode today, our Q&A episode. Really hope you guys enjoy it. Always looking for your feedback. So, you know, you can find us on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. And we always love reading your ratings and your reviews too. They mean so much. If you're listening to this podcast, head on over to whichever podcast platform you're listening to this on and please leave us a review. I love to read them. It means so much. And it really does help our podcast to really reach more women, which is what we're doing here. We want to serve and help more women all over the globe. So thanks for tuning in today. Enjoy the Q&A episode and chat with you all next week. Hello, Valerie. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me again. I'm so excited. We're kind of doing like our coaches chat, but Q&A style and taking our community questions today because there's always so many questions that come in, but we love it because it really helps us to see, you know, what we can create content-wise to help support you guys. So thanks always for submitting your questions. And some of you, you know, who are listening are like, where do I submit these questions? Honestly, like, You can DM them to us. You can post them inside our Healthy Hormones for Women podcast Facebook community. You can post them there. And we just kind of go through every week and see like what questions are popping up. And then we just pulled some of your questions. So awesome. So before we dive in, tell us, Valerie, are you drinking anything fun over there or any fun elixirs today? 
Oh my God. If I knew you would ask me that, I would have had <laughs> something no, much okay. juicier than water, but I have it's plain water. <laughs> oh, that's, it's okay because that's important. Yeah. And yeah, we can't forget about our hydration. No, our but my morning elixir was, was really good. So oh, awesome. Okay. Tell us, tell us what you were drinking. Okay. So this morning I tried something new. I, I tried the Botanica Rishi hot chocolate because mm. I'm really trying to support my adrenals. This this is like my new goal for the month. Amazing. And then I added in hot water and cacao butter, ashwagandha. It had so many good things in it. And then I just topped it off with a little bit of frothy oat milk because I'm obsessed with it. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it's really good. Awesome. I love that. What are you drinking? Oh, um, well, I do have water on my my desk, so nothing super fancy. And I'm drinking a smoothie right now because I just worked out and then we're recording this right after. And my smoothie, I don't even remember what I actually put in there, to be quite honest. I think there's like a quarter of a banana. There's some matcha powder, which to be quite honest, I normally wouldn't put in a post-workout because it's a bit energizing. So that should go before. But I just had like that little tiny amount left and I'm like, I just have to use this up. So a little bit of banana, some matcha, some ground flax, vanilla protein, coconut milk. I think that's it. It sounds good. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty basic, pretty simple. So I haven't had my elixir today yet, but I will. Okay. I, always, I feel like I always have to have something warm. Oh, me too. Yeah, I love it. All right. So let's dive into our questions. Mm -hmm. So we've got four questions I'm going to ask Valerie to, she'll ask me to. And Mm -hmm. yeah, we're just going to give you guys some support on, you know, some of these areas that you're struggling in. And yeah, so let's dive in. Okay. So question number one, I have been struggling with gas and bloating over the past year on and off. Is it my diet? Is it my hormones? What can I do to resolve these symptoms? Such a good question. Yes. Yeah. So and it's as, a common complaint. Oh, super, super common. And the thing that, you know, we both know is like the gut is the foundation for everything. So yes, most likely it's probably diet related and absolutely it could be connected to the hormones because as we know, the gut really affects every body system, right? So including the endocrine system. But when we specifically see gas and bloating, that's a really clear indication that the gut needs some TLC overall, right? Especially if it's been chronic or coupled with other symptoms like indigestion or heartburn or elimination issues. So you're teetering between constipation and diarrhea. Those are symptoms not to be overlooked. So I would say the first area to really assess is your diet. So look at the things you're eating, look at the things you're not eating and try to remove those offending foods. So that's going to be gluten, dairy, refined sugar, Of course, it's going to be different for all of us. We all have different food sensitivities. For sure. But those are the common three. Oh, the common three. And they're the ones that across the board for everybody. So I would say eliminate those for about four weeks and see what you notice. See where your symptoms are at at that point. So that would be diet. But in terms of supplementation, there's a lot that we can look at. So when I see something like gas and bloating, it's really indicative that you're lacking those necessary stomach factors to break down the food that's sitting in your stomach and kind of move it along the journey of digestion. So, you know, the first area I would look at is things like water, so simple. 
but it's the thing that gets overlooked the most. So always, always. So making sure you're getting in those three liters per day and then hydrochloric acid. So it's something I'm not sure we hear too much about, but as we age and especially when we're stressed, we lose a significant amount of hydrochloric acid. And that's really what's needed to break down the food that's sitting in the stomach. And without it, it can lead to gas and bloating. So when we're working with women, we really like to do the stomach acid challenge. And that can really assess how much hydrochloric acid you have and if you need any at all. But I wouldn't suggest doing it willy-nilly on your own. It's one of those things that I would really encourage you to work one-on-one with somebody because if you have H. pylori, it can actually make things worse. Mm -hmm. So work with someone one-on-one who can really navigate that test with you and really tell you what your dose is if you need it at all. But something that's much more accessible is something like digestive enzymes. So you can go into any natural health food store, pick up a digestive enzyme, and just, you know, take a capsule before your bigger meals. That's going to help you to effectively break down your food because by design, they're meant to break down your macro- macros. So your fat, your protein, your carbs. So digestive enzymes are really wonderful. But there are even things inside our own home that we might already have, like apple cider vinegar, which is like a really therapeutic food. So maybe you don't want to spend the money on a supplement, but you have apple cider vinegar. So just so inexpensive. So inexpensive. And it's like coconut oil. It's wonderful for a variety of things. So like a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and a little bit of water before your major meals will act very similar to a digestive enzyme. And then in terms of probiotics, I would also look there because gas and bloating can also be indicative of like an imbalance in your gut flora. So you want to make sure that you're re-inoculating the gut with beneficial flora. And so getting yourself on a really quality probiotic would be key. But of course, like I'm going to recommend working one-on-one with somebody because again, if it's been chronic or you've been struggling with it, or you have other symptoms coupled with that, that's really your best bet is to work through a digestive healing protocol to really get to the root and not just the symptoms. For sure. And I mean, they said in the question that it's been for the past year on and off. So that sounds more chronic. Which is significant, right? There are things that you can do for symptom management. But again, I would encourage you to get to the root first. But in terms of symptom management, I mean, I love a good herbal tea, right? It counts towards your water intake, which is a bonus. So something like peppermint, ginger, I love nettle. Those all have an affinity for the gut. Mm -hmm. I also really like essential oils like you. I'm I love doTERRA. Mm-hmm. And so doTERRA has an awesome digest send blend. So when so I have, good. yeah, it's amazing. So when I have digestive discomfort, I'll rub it on my tummy. But even more simply than that, like, again, this would be with a quality oil, like a brand like doTERRA, but I'll put like a drop of peppermint or fennel on my tongue. And just that alone will decrease my discomfort. It's true. It's so powerful. I take that digestion everywhere I go, like the roll on. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. I love that product. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So that's what I would do there. Those are some really great tips. And I was also thinking too, like sometimes we don't take into account how quickly we eat. Oh my gosh. Right. Like it was just something because I'm like, I notice it for myself. Like if I Mm -hmm. ever feel gassy or bloated. I'm like, yeah, because I just like inhaled my meal Mm -hmm. and I didn't chew my food properly. Yeah. Yeah. And so of course I feel 
bloated, right? So like sometimes that's just something we have to think about. Like what's your environment like when yeah. you're eating? Are you getting back to basics in a rush? Because, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure you hear the same thing with so many of the women you're working with that like, they're like, I don't have time to eat my lunch or I'm so rushed or I'm eating in front of the computer. And it's like, oh my God, we have to make it such a priority to like step away, yeah. take that 20 to 30 minutes, like oh, for meal sure. in peace. Yeah. It's so key. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that's definitely key. Okay. Question for you. This one came in. I find I often have sugar cravings mid to late afternoon. What can I do to stop this? It's starting to impact my weight because I'm overeating. Is it cravings or hunger? And how can I tell the difference? Okay. Good question. So cravings, if you're having those typically late afternoon, like mid to late afternoon, it could be multiple things. It could definitely be your adrenal health. So your cortisol typically will raise in the morning. It will be at highest in the morning. That's really what helps you get out of bed. And then as you go through your day, your cortisol levels will drop. So if there's any issues going on there with cortisol, um, that could actually signal you to have some cravings. Like you have this drop in almost like your energy and Mm -hmm. your stress response. And then it can oftentimes cause you to reach for something sugary or sweet or salty sometimes for people too. Or something stimulating like coffee. Oh, totally. Coffee. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Right. So it can be a combination of those things or all of it together, right? So yeah, it could definitely be adrenal health. It could be issues that might be going on with blood sugar management. Mm -hmm. I always say that you have to look at what you've been eating throughout the entire day Mm -hmm. and just really monitoring, you know, are you actually eating enough protein and fat and healthy starchy and non-starchy carbohydrates, basically vegetables, getting in a lot of vegetables, fiber at your meals? Like, are you getting in enough of those macronutrients at your meals? Because I know that if I don't eat enough protein or if I don't eat enough fat, I'm hungry. And don't you find like a lot of our clients are women and I find that at breakfast, that's the area they neglect that protein source. Totally. It's that mindset of like, you know, we don't think of savory as, as breakfast, like those, like, you know, a chicken dish or a leftover from dinner. So true. Yeah. And that's such a good point because I always say to people like breakfast doesn't have to come in the form of like a bagel or a box, which is often just very carbohydrate dense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you haven't started your day really balancing that blood sugar, you're going to feel it later on in the day and you're going to have this blood sugar crash and that's going to cause you to reach for something that's very stimulating, Mm -hmm. sugar, caffeine, whatever that might be. So that's really key. And even just to support your metabolic rate overall, you really want protein and fat first thing in the morning. So it doesn't mean that you can't have a bagel or you know you can't eat oatmeal. Like those are fine. It's not something that I would say would be the go-to source on the regular. Right. But if you have eggs on the side or, you know, sausage on the side, something like that. Like even for example, on the weekend, sometimes those, you know, on a Sunday, that's where Gayton and I might make pancakes, Mm -hmm. but I can't just eat the pancakes. Like I have to have bacon on the side or sausage on the side or something like that. Otherwise I'm literally like hungry an hour later. Absolutely. So that's, what's really, really key is making sure you're getting in that protein and that fat, and that will really sustain you for the day. And I mean, we hear it from so many of the women inside our metabolic reset program. Like they're like, I'm not hungry. (laughs) I'm just not, 
I'm yeah. just not hungry. Do I have to eat all this food? That's right. Yeah. Right? Snacking, snacking doesn't even become a thought. A thing. Yeah, right. it's true. And that's because we're supporting women and balancing those macros. So that's really, really key. So those are some things that I would look at. And then, you know, how do you know if it's really different, what the difference is between hunger and cravings? Mm-hmm. I mean... Hunger is something that is going to set in more slowly, I feel like. It's it's you know, if you eat a meal and an hour later you're hungry, no, that's probably more of a craving than anything. Mm. You know, or if you eat a meal and at the end of your meal you're like, "Oh, now like I need something sweet." Like that is a craving, right? Hunger is going to take more time to build up and it should be something that between your meals like if you're going an hour between your meals and you're feeling like you need something, that's probably more of a craving. But if it's like a three or a four hour span and you're really feeling something, then that's probably more so your hunger. I also feel like if you would be willing, like if you're hungry, then you'll opt for like an apple, right? Right. If if you're having a craving, yes. that yes. apple, you won't want that Who apple. Cares? <laughs> that's <laughs> such a good point. It's right? so true. Yeah. Yeah. Hunger means like you're reaching for like a legitimate meal or like something that you know is actually going to be satiating and healthy versus like, I need chocolate. I need caffeine. I need pretzels or something like that. (laughs) Right. The salts. Right. So yeah, that's, that's really, really key. And again, it will go back to how you're, how you're balancing out your macronutrients because that's what will keep your blood sugar really uh, stable. And then you won't feel like you need to be reaching for cravings. So yeah, oftentimes women will say to me, and I'm sure you hear the same thing is like, I eat my meal, like I eat dinner, but then afterwards I just like need something. It's like, no, that's Mm -hmm. a craving. Mm -hmm. So the one little trick that I recommend to everybody, uh, this is a little, a little secret is to use L-glutamine. If you are struggling with a lot of cravings is you can go buy L-glutamine from the health food store, buy it in the powder form is typically what I recommend. You can buy it in capsule form, but I typically recommend the powder. And the powder. Yeah, it's so great. And it's tasteless. Like it really mm-hmm. doesn't taste like anything. You it's can add it to your smoothies. Yeah, it's so yeah. easy to use. And so get the powder. And L-glutamine actually helps to support different neurotransmitters in your brain. And so those neurotransmitters that are causing you to have those cravings and go for something sweet or something stimulating, mm-hmm. L-glutamine is going to is going to fill that void. So it's actually very calming for the brain. And so literally all you would do is like, take a little bit of it, a teaspoon, maybe a tablespoon, and just put it on your tongue and let it dissolve. And again, it's pretty tasteless. And literally within minutes, your cravings should pretty much subside. And if they're not, you just need to increase the amount of L-glutamine. And then you can also just take like a scoop and put it into some water and drink it that way. Mm-hmm. But there is something about it getting into the bloodstream a lot faster if you put a bit on your tongue and let it dissolve. Okay. So maybe you did do a bit of both. You put a little bit on your tongue, let it dissolve, and then put a full scoop into some water and drink that. So yeah. that is like a huge thing. And it works really, really, really well. The benefit as well as not just supporting the brain and supporting those cravings mm-hmm. is that it's really healing for the gut, which is really wonderful. And so many of us need a oh, lot yeah. of gut support and gut healing. So do you also recommend, um, cause I've heard also like a little bit of coconut oil when you're having a cravings, like off the spoon, is that yes. something you'd recommend? Yeah, I do recommend that mainly because so many of us reach for something sugary. 
right, or stimulating versus having some fat that will actually balance out the blood sugar. Because if you're just, if you're craving something and you go reach for that cookie or donut or muffin, now you're spiking your insulin levels. And like, same thing, an hour later, that feeling is going to return again. And you're just going to keep eating and eating and eating and eating. And of course, over time, the weight will come on, which is, I think, what she mentioned in that question. So having fat, avocado with a little bit of sea salt or having some coconut oil, like those are super filling and it's not going to spike your insulin the way sugar would. So I would say opt for something that's more fat-based than anything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, good point. Okay. Awesome. All right. I think I answered that. You did. Okay, good. Let me go back to these questions. Okay. All right. So question number three, I was on birth control pill for, oh, sorry, hold on. I was on birth control for almost 10 years and I'm wondering how long it will take my body to heal now that I've stopped. We get that question a lot. Tons. Yeah, we get that question a lot. So it's a great question. It really does depend on a number of factors, but generally speaking, we typically say three to six months. However, it's not unusual for it to sometimes take up to a year. Definitely. So that would be the time frame to really see the body and the menstrual cycle reach that normal state and find its own natural rhythms again. But in terms of those factors that it really depends on, it would be the type of contraceptive you're using, the age it was introduced, how long you were on it, how healthy your menstrual cycle was before you got on the pill, and then just your general health and nutrition status overall, right? There are definitely things you can do to help expedite that time frame. So focusing on your diet and like we kind of just alluded to, right? You really want to focus on quality proteins, healthy fat sources, and fiber. We talk about that so much, right? PFF, your protein, fat, fiber. Yes, all the time. All the time. And then really strategic supplementation that we know the the pill depletes us of. So that's going to be things like your B vitamins, magnesium and zinc. So really focusing on those areas will just help to expedite that time frame a little bit faster. That's awesome. Yeah. It really can take some time and I know it's so frustrating. And then would you recommend anybody do like Dutch testing at that point? Yeah, for sure. Depending on what's going on and again, like what other symptoms you're experiencing, the Dutch test can be wonderful. I mean, you and I say it all the time. Like I think every woman should do it at least once in their lifetime, it's just such a great tool to really explore your sex hormones and your metabolites and your cortisol, your melatonin. So you really just get an overall picture of what's going on. I think it can be a wonderful tool. Yeah, definitely. I highly recommend it. I mean, I think women should do it every single year because so much changes within our sex hormones and our just day-to-day life and everything. So I agree. I mean, it it doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it every year. I just, I think it would be ideal staying on top of your hormonal health would be mm-hmm. the best thing you can do as you age. Because once we hit that hormonal decline in our mid thirties, you know, for a lot of women, it can really go downhill from there. From, and you know, fast. Yes. Yes. The, the symptoms can show up pretty quickly. So yes. Being on top of that and being ahead of that, so you can really start to implement the right strategies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before those symptoms arise, will will be huge. And then there's the cycle mapping, which is huge from Dutch tests. So, the cycle mapping, you know, if you don't have a regular period, you know, you've been off the pill for a while and you haven't gotten your period, and you can cycle map. So, what I mean by that is, there's the Dutch complete where mm-hmm. you can 
where you just take your test either from day 19 to day 21 of your cycle, give or take. That's for a 28-day cycle. It might be like day 22 or day 23. Like This is why you work with someone and you just kind of really help to assess when you do your Dutch test. But if you don't have a regular cycle, cycle mapping is when you're actually basically testing every day for 30 days. So it gives you this picture of what's going on over a 30-day period. And then that can really give you some insight. So there's so many different ways to test. That could be one option if you feel that your cycle or you know that your cycle is really irregular. That could be really helpful. Yeah. Super helpful. Sweet. All right. Last question. Okay. So I got off the pill five months ago and I'm now dealing with the repercussions of adult acne. What can I do to heal my skin? Mm -hmm. The pill again. Yeah. I went through this myself when I came off the pill many years ago and it was literally like a good six to eight months of having to deal wow. with like post pill acne. And it wasn't, wasn't that bad. I mean, I was kind of breaking out a bit on my chin and on my forehead. I remember actually at the time it was like perfect timing because it was like winter. So I would just like wear toques all the time <laughs> because I just was, didn't want to show it. Yeah. I didn't want to show my forehead. Yeah. And of course we always think that it's so much worse than oh, somebody else. Right. But so this this is really common. This happens with the pill. And mainly what's happening is when you're taking in all that synthetic estrogen, it can really help to smooth out your skin and clear up your skin, which is why it's often recommended for women who don't have any issues with their cycle or nothing, but then they go to their doctor and they're like, I have all this acne. And it's like, here on the pill, you get all that synthetic hormones and they it really does help to clear up your skin. So I know it looks like it's this godsend at first, but then when you come off the pill Mm -hmm. and now you take away those synthetic hormones and your body is now working to detox and your ovaries are essentially like kickstarting again and you're producing your own estrogen and progesterone again, like there's a lot that's going on there that your body has to like in a way, like I said, it's kickstarting itself again and it's trying to find its equilibrium again. So during that process, you're going to break out. It it can be very common. And it's not to say that every woman is going to, but it's very common for that to happen. So what you really want to do is support the liver. You really need to support liver detoxification when you come off the pill. And so I think it was last week's episode actually that, or two weeks ago where I talked about castor oil packs that is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. So tune into that episode because castor oil is amazing for detoxing the liver. So that is something that you can simply do every single day and at night before you go to bed. That's how I love to do it. So that will be really great for detoxing the liver. You can introduce some really great liver cleansing herbs. So whether that's milk thistle or a dandelion, you can get those in a tea form and you can drink that every day. So that will be really helpful. Definitely some gut support will be needed as well. So the probiotics, mm-hmm. because the pill is, it is a medication and any medication is going to deplete that really good gut flora. So making sure that you're supporting your microbiome and getting in some good probiotics. Like you mentioned earlier, apple cider vinegar can be really helpful for just supporting digestion as well. It also has a great affinity for the liver too. So there's a uh, lot- Would you recommend some bitters? Oh like- yeah. That'd be a great arugula, like just some of those types of foods to be incorporating more often. Great. Yeah. Huge, huge point. Yeah. Good suggestion. 
rapini, arugula, yeah, any bitter yeah. leafy greens or veggies are kale. again, yeah, kale, yeah. Swiss chard, those have an affinity for the liver. So include those in your diet, get a lot of those in. Hydration, you know, lemon water, or if you're using a lemon essential oil, like something like that will be really great. All of those are going to be really helpful for detoxing the liver. And mm -hmm. the more you can support the liver as well as the gut, the sooner you'll be able to see your skin clear up. And then, you know, on the flip side too, is also to be conscious about what it is you are using on your skin. Mm -hmm. I do feel that and I totally get it. Like a lot of us, if we have any skin issues, it's like we want to use all of the products and all of the things because we want it to clear up so quickly. Yes. But that can really be more detrimental because then you don't really know what's working and you're just mixing all these things together. So I'm a huge fan of oil cleansing. We've talked about it so many Me times too. on this podcast. So, you know, get yourself like a really good skincare oil. And don't worry if you have oily skin, it's not going to make your skin oily. Mm hmm. And so I love living libations products. Skin Essence Same. has beautiful products. They, they have a lot of great oils for the skin. So just find that like one product and just stick to it and stick to a very simple routine. The other thing too, like frankincense is my favorite for the skin. And I know that if I overdo it on dairy... I always tend to break out. So I always have frankincense like the roll on in my in my washroom and then I will roll that on it, you know, anywhere that I've broken out. And it really does just help to dry up and shrink any sort of like breakouts or anything really, really quickly. So I love frankincense for that. Cobiba oil is actually really wonderful for that as well. So you can put a drop of these oils into any of your skincare oils and just kind of mix them together and then use that on your skin. So keep frankincense it. is really great for anti-aging oh, too. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So it's, you know, like I said, just keep it really simple. Don't overdo it. I know it can be so tempting to just want to try all of the things because you're so frustrated with your skin and how it looks and we want mm -hmm. it to clear it up. Like I totally get it, but simple is always best. So those would be my suggestions. And just give it a bit of time. And then you also mentioned too, like some really important nutrients. Absolutely. Right? Whether you're dealing with post-pill acne or just any post-pill issues, those nutrients are going to be key. Like your magnesium, your Bs, your, your vitamin C, your zinc, those can all be very helpful. So, right. so yeah, so get on those. And I know it's a bit of a waiting game, but <laughs> yeah, wait it out. And it's so hard because it's, it's your face, of, right? Of course. It's so hard. Yeah. But it's yeah. how you show yourself to the world. Like I, I totally get it. Like, trust me, I was trying to hide my face with my toque. So <laughs> I totally understand. Yeah. But yeah, give it some time and really just implement those strategies and be consistent. And it will mm -hmm. awesome. Well, I think that's all our questions of the day. Until next time. Yeah, perfect. Anything else to add? I think that's it for me. Okay, great. I mean, it's always fun to answer our community questions. Absolutely. I agree. So like I said earlier, if you have any more questions, you can find Valerie and I over on Instagram. You can DM us there. And if you've got podcast questions, just submit them there. Come hang out with us in our Facebook community group, Healthy Hormones for Women podcast community. Ask us your questions there. And there's always places you can find us. So there's no shortage of where we're hanging out. And yeah, connect with us there. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks Valerie for being with us today. 
Thank you. It's always so much fun to come on the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. Aw, thanks. Well, my pleasure to have you here and we'll connect soon. And thanks everybody for tuning in. If you haven't left us a rating and a review, please do so over on any podcast platform that you listen to us on. We love to read them and I so appreciate your feedback. So thanks for being with us today. We'll chat with you guys soon. Take care. 